Welcome to Last Week in Gaming, where we talk about games we ran or played last week. I'm your host, Matt J. Let's get started. Last Week in Gaming and the Diceology podcast are supported by listeners like you. Your support is what makes my show and the dream hustle happen. It helps provide the independence for the work, the shows, games, and the conversations I have. And I appreciate that. Consider supporting me on Patreon at MadJZero, all letters. Let's make this our regular thing. So last week I ran Red, issue two of three for Champions Now. Uh, That session opens with the heroes making their way back to their corporate office in Chicago, downtown Chicago, with the scientists that they've extracted uh, from SGI. Um, We ended the previous issue with the the scientist uh, declaring he changed his mind. He didn't want to be liberated from where he worked. He didn't want to be extracted. Uh, we open with the corporate office under attack. There's like three helicopters dropping SGI agents into the building. Uh, our heroes are trying to secure the scientist. And then there's a lifted heavy called Mr. Flint, who uh, also comes in with the squad. Um, what I like about Champions Now is the concept of hazards, right? Um, There are hazards like fire, uh, electricity, thunderstorms, uh, that kind of stuff. Then there are hazards you can fight. Like these agents are modeled as a hazard. And the cool thing about that in Champions Now is that when it's the agents turn the go, they auto hit, right? Um, And when you are in a space occupied by these agents, they auto hit. Right. Um, So they're not to be ignored. You can't just blow these guys off. They will eat your lunch over time. They have a cap. If you're familiar with champions, I think it's 40 AP or 60 AP. That auto hit is nasty. It's annoying and it could be lethal over time if you're ignoring it. Uh, So my champions players, uh, they have to deal with that. And they learned some things that session. So that was that was great. That was fantastic. They're regrouping at the end of that session, and in our three of three session, uh, they were thrown down with Mr. Flint, uh, who they call Dirtbag. Uh, Mr. Flint is my version of Marvel Sandman. He's a little more refined, uh, certainly more smarter. Uh, he's he's a thug. He's a bagman, right? Uh, they call he's a closer, is what he is, and I built him with the. Champions now variable power pool. There's a lot of um, bad VBPs out there. Uh, And my hope is by using it in the game and posting it up, folks can get a better idea or cleaner idea of uh, what to do with VPPs and uh, when to use them. When when do they make sense? Um, Yeah, you can certainly use them for anything and everything, but... Yeah, so Mr. Flint is my my object lesson in VPPs, and we'll see how that plays out in our in our third session. That brings me to Superman and the Authority. I read issue number one, and it's pretty good. I'm not normally a Superman fan. This Superman in this issue has a a different kind of attitude that I'm digging. I like his costume. 
Sands the Cape. They did a nice job with that. I don't know what he's up to. I'm not even sure that he's Superman, right? I don't want to give anything away because you should go read it. Uh, there's some cool incursion stuff that happens that makes me think, man, that's that's fantastic. How can I use that in a role-playing game, right? How can I use that in my Supers game? Um, for me, the draw was I read a lot of the Authority comic, and there the conceit was you build a team of heroes, and they're not reactive. We're not waiting for the bad guy to do a thing. We're going to be proactive, and we're going to go out and start shutting some of this shit down. And the authority was big on that. It was fantastic. So when you tell me the title is Superman and the authority, uh, in my brain, I, I feel like he's signing off on some of this this action. And uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, I want to know what that's about. Um, that's some stuff I'd like to see in my supers games is that the players uh, taking a more proactive role on. I don't know what the secret is yet. I don't know if maybe that's the session zero conversation. What I don't want to do is install a Nick Fury or Superman or some leader uh, to say, here's here's the game plan. Here's what we're doing. Uh, I'd like it to be uh, something the players all buy in and run with rather than uh, some NPC handing out missions. And uh, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's the conversation and the premise setup. I don't I don't know. Um, but yes, Superman and the authority, I can't wait for issue number two, uh, and, uh, uh, be ready for Judd of daydreaming about dragons and I to probably nerd out on one show or the other. Uh, we've been talking behind the scenes about it and, uh, I can't wait to, uh, have a conversation with him about it. So I've also been painting my my squad, my crew for uh, five parsecs from home, um, and lo and behold, there's a brand new expansion for it out. I'm gonna have to check that out. I finished my campaign turn, and so I will post a actual play of all that uh, pretty soon. I'm about to run my first mission and do a battle, and I'm excited to see how that plays out. Uh, I brought, I bought that first expansion. Um, but I don't know what's all in it yet. I haven't taken a look at it. It's on a drive-thru. They're billing it out as uh, some kind of trailblazer toolkit with an introductory four-turn campaign. So, yeah, after I finish my first battle turn, um, I will take a look in there and uh, maybe retcon some stuff. We'll see how that goes. My... Uh... <laughs> Uh, Foundry Virtual Tabletop. I can't say enough good stuff uh, about that. Uh, again, I think the barrier to entry is uh, setting it up, uh, hosting it yourself, or uh, using some cloud service or whatnot to get it going. But I think it's worth uh, the effort. Um, so here's what I'm doing. The end of this month, uh, I think it's the 28th uh, for my Patreon backers, I'm running Forbidden Lands, uh, the Madlands, through Foundry VTT with all the Forbidden Land stuff loaded up in there. That's my test drive. I want to see uh, what it can do, uh, what, what a session is like uh, with some players um, with the bells and whistles turned on, right? What a, what a, it looks pretty. I like playing around with it in solo mode, my lonely fun mode, um, but... I want to get some real people in there 
and I want to play with it. And I don't want to have to, I want to do it before any tweaking or anything. So this is the control. What is my experience when I load it up, load up a, uh, a system in a module built by the publishers of the game and we play that game? What is that like? Uh, but I'm not waiting for that, right? Uh, I've assembled what I'm calling my day gamers. Uh, we're going to play Pirates of Drenax. That's a sandbox campaign made for Traveler. We're going to play that in Foundry using Cortex. Um, disclaimer, I wrote the super spotlight for Cortex Prime during the Kickstarter. Uh, and I fell in love with the Cortex toolset, right? Uh, you've got a bunch of widgets and gadgets and levers to set up how you want to play your game in Cortex. And I love that, right? Um, right out of the gate, it would have been easy to do a traveler build with just attributes and skills, right? And then maybe distinctions or something, right? Uh, but in talking with my players, they want some drama, right? They want a little more drama. Um, I like drama. And so my thought is, let's build the obvious on paper first, and then let's go back and tweak some things. Um, right now, my, my third pass through, we're certainly looking at using values from Cortex and skills. And for skills, I just grabbed the traveler skill list, right? And uh, we're running with that. Um, I'll post up my full build once uh, we get through our session zero. We're using pathways. Um, we'll do session zero this week. I did a bunch of prep last week, so we can do that. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. So I will also be running Pirates of Drenax in old school Traveler, right? Classic Traveler. Uh, this is for my hometown folks. Uh, we haven't played in these pandemic times. I used to run a quarterly Kansas City RPG day. And uh, we're just waiting for some space and uh, the right time to resurrect that. But my thought was, uh, let's get let's get some folks together, play some Traveler. And so uh, I'll be running Pirates of Drenax in two flavors, Cortex and Old School Traveler, using the Foundry VTT. And uh, I'm, I'm super pumped. I'm super excited about all that. So... Uh, what else? Oh, so Mario by Night game has come to an end. Um, and that's not, that's bittersweet, right? Uh, what I really want to talk about is I did a post not too long ago about knowing when to fold them. And, uh, the people's summer schedules are knowing when to fold them. And, uh, what I appreciate the most is getting that call, that text, that email saying, hey, look, uh, XYZ, blah, 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 I can't, I can't continue to play anymore, right? Um, and then that lets me, as the GM, have a conversation with the other players. Do we keep going? Do we do something different? What happens next, right? We're not holding the game or putting off the game or whatever. And maybe some of us are also having scheduling issues or whatever. Uh, so I like having that conversation, having that person reach out and say, hey, here's where I'm at. So the game doesn't just fade away and just die. We can bring it to a close, and that's nice, right? Uh, and that's what happened. That's how it played out. Um, and so uh, I enjoyed the sessions we got to play. I liked the time and the pace we took with the vampire game. I would run vampire again. 
Um, maybe maybe that's another day gamers group. I don't know. Um, and uh, and I liked learning about Rio uh, and playing in in the city of Rio. So the ascent on Xbox continues to deliver thrills and kills for me. I haven't been on my Apex game because I've been spending time in the ascent. My son and I were still exploring the board game Scythe. Uh, we played through our friendly uh, share all the knowledge open turn or next week we'll start our real one-on-one game and we'll see how that plays out. That's my week. So let me know what uh, you've been playing, what you're excited about playing, what you're prepping and any game tips or tricks that you have for anything that I'm currently playing. I'm interested. So you can reach me on Twitter at MadJZero or email me at MadJ at Diceology.com. Play fearless. That's my show. Thanks for listening. Send your comments, questions about this episode to me. I'm on Patreon at MadJZero, all letters, or send it to Twitter at GoDiceology. And you know, subscribe, rate, and like. Let's make this our regular thing.